That was The Doors live from the Isle of Wight Festival. This is Russell Brand live from the Isle of Wight. And it is a kind of festival, I suppose, if you consider Matt Morgan staggering around with a fire extinguisher to be a festival, which certainly the people of the Isle of Wight do. He's my co-host. He's sat over there. Matt Morgan, hello. Hello, everyone. You uh, shouted that and it sounded loud to me. I'm trying to be up. Well, there's up, and then there's shouting. Two distinct you things. You have turned into such a granddad, have you? I? Do you think yeah. I've turned into a granddad? Boring old git. This is the Russell Brand show, because I've not announced that yet, because I'm yes, so... you have. Have I? Did I say that? Have old I granddad. Oh, sorry, where's and my that, false teeth? This is the radio. <laughs> the nurse is taking my money! <laughs> the voice is coming from a machine. <laughs> when I get a bed bath, the nurse does it too rough, because she's not married! <laughs> that is what happens at some old folks' home. We've got a blood good show coming up for you. We are, we're actually using the studios of Isle of Wight Radio, right? So perhaps listen to some of that. Um, at some point we are going to go in... What's going to happen, Matt? I'm going into an Isle of Wight Radio well, show. Well, there's a show going on being done here. It's Soul Show from 10 o'clock on. Soul Show. I think you should go in there mm. and then we can switch to their output. output. And we'll be listening. So people will be listening to the Russell Brand show live on BBC Radio 2, but what they'll actually but they'll get the output of Isle of Wight Radio. But I reckon legally mm. you I'm a guest. You're a guest. I'll be a guest so I can We're be really responsible. So you could pretty much say anything. I can say what I like. Racist. Inflammatory. Lot of more incendiary views on race. This is the platform I've been waiting for. <laughs> Some of my pretty bonkers views are going to come out. I've got no bonkers views on race. Right, uh, yeah, let's say some proper things now to so you all know what's going on. This is BBC Radio 2 online on digital on 88891 FM, right? So yep, get yep. that through your heads. Also, if you want to text us, you can, 88291, or you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Later on, David, David Icke's coming on. He came around our house, didn't he, a bit earlier? Yes. Had a cup of tea with his I was asleep. Son. I woke up. David Icke arrived. I know, and I was really self-conscious that you, because you, Matt sleeps all through the day, only comes out at night to smash up priceless heirlooms <laughs> <laughs> in our mansion house, right? I was like, I was aware, that, that comes out, that's radio when you start fiddling around with that. Look when, at you, you <laughs> right, listen, I let off the fire extinguisher. It was stupid. <laughs> a load of people were drunk. Then Russell came up and goes, Okay, guys, listen. Yeah, you've all gone too far, okay? When things, alarms start going off, you know you've gone too far, okay? So let's all just sit down and have a little think about it. He gave us a speech. And then the next night came up to me, goes, I've said this to everyone. Let's not go mad tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Let's just let's have fun. Yeah, good yeah. fun. You're a good kid. I like you. I've got a lot of time for you. Just don't go too far. You know, I had a period myself when I was pretty crazy on the old drugs. I must have took ten or eleven drugs, and one night I got quite a nosebleed off of them. He kept saying, you, you, "It's the wrong road. You're going down the wrong road, guys. <laughs> it's a wrong road. It only leaves. You make that decision. You're going on the wrong road. That's the wrong road. Throwing that snooker ball's the wrong road. Yeah. Well, you were going down the wrong road. Well, everyone's still mucking about in. playing snooker and putting statues from around the house on the snooker table and then playing around them. Mm. It is a bit stupid. Wrong road. Oh. Wrong road. Oh, the lord of the manor walked in. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, guys. Hey, guys. Statues on the snooker table. Come on. Come That's on. That's place for a Some statue. of us are over 30. These that... statues are to be revered. That one's of Christ. Those ones are Beatrice Potter characters, but nonetheless deserve respect. Beatrice Potter, did she die in vain? Did Peter Rabbit steal them vegetables for nothing? Of course he didn't. You don't even know what I did on the first night. What did you do on the first night? I broke something and it was cleaned up without you knowing. What did you break, you dirty little pig? I jumped what? on the swimming pool and the cover was on it and ripped it. You idiot! Why did you do that? It was fixed. 
You broke the cover? No, right. the straps. Why did you, I told you not to do things like that? So many times. I Don't know. jump on the cut thing to swim. Well, What's the matter with you? This is payback for all the times you were absolutely <laughs> abominable. Name nine abominable things I've done now, off the top of your head, that I've done while I was a junkie. Go well, on. let's just say the first one is what? making me buy heroin. <laughs> <laughs> that is naughty Second to do one, that to a friend. Getting us uh, sacked from a job when yeah. I had to go on the dole. In fact, <laughs> I didn't even go on the dole because every week, no, don't go on the dole. We'll be in work in a week. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be cushy. We'll two be months. Mm. Two months with no income. Yeah. Just a head full of dreams. <laughs> and an idiot I was on piping the phone. dreams into his head down the phone. Can we keep going? Yes, I don't reckon you can get to five. Stealing women off me. What women? Some Icelandic woman I once fancied. Icelandic? Right, Ice I was with this woman, Landic. Russell turned up, then he was chatting to her for about two seconds, and I was going, oh, I like that girl, oh, right, okay. One day, he goes, I'll pick you up, I'm in a taxi. He came round me house, <laughs> and then he phoned me out and goes, oh, don't be upset, you know that girl you like? She's with me, uh, but it's not what you think. And I got in the car, it was a terrible atmosphere. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, yeah, that was wrong, sorry about that. Anything else? I don't know, I'll keep thinking. All right, you keep thinking I'm about... weeding out things that can't be broadcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going, as you go, and heroin, and... Yes, on your DVD, I said, don't put in that anecdote about us getting fluids on each other. Please don't do it. <laughs> I watch the DVD like a diligent friend, get all the way through it, get to the end, and then my name comes up in that context. Yeah. Good though, wasn't it? Behind my back. <laughs> what a smash the abuse it. of power. So when you walk around your estate <laughs> telling people, come on guys, tidy up. <laughs> Why are you necking? So I was a bit wor what I was worried about. All right, sorry about the things I've done in the past. Now, what I was worried about is when you woke up, I was very conscious that when you come down into the manor house, that I was laying on because like I'd gone out, popped out to the kitchen. Someone took the chair I was sitting in. So when I came back, I thought I oh, don't make the person move out of their chair. That would be what Idi Amin would do. So I thought just mm. lay on the floor on some cushions. So I lay on some cushions, and then David Ike was explaining stuff to me, and I, and I heard you come in, and I thought, oh no, Matt's just come in and I'm lying on cushions at David Icke's feet. Oh, Ike's feet. He's, he's gonna think I've gone and like, woohoo, David Icke! Well, I did, I did hear you say, David, I'm not fit to tie your shoelaces. <laughs> David, I'm But can anything. I play with them? <laughs> can I play with Can I pretend they're spaghetti, like, you know, in Ladies and the Tramp, right? <laughs> but there's uh, just some ladies, one tramp, and then they suck up all sketty, don't they? And then they kiss at the end of the sketty. Let's do that, but with your shoelaces, then I'll just be twizzling around on your tour. Uh, yeah. What, so you thought I'd walk in and think, mm, oh, no, Russell's Russell. cracked. He's, he's joined David Icke's band. He's cult. Well, David Icke will be coming in here later, so if you've got any questions for him, send them to us. And uh, what we've got to do with David Icke is not let him say, and this is a direct quote, George Bush is a paedophile, as he said on the show last week. Because things, I don't know, because maybe, what if George Bush isn't a paedophile? What's it, what, <laughs> what kind of position is that going to put us in then? It's gonna, we're going to have egg all over our faces, aren't we, Matt, you and me? We're going to look a proper couple of plums if, that, if it turns out that... Control your guest. Control my guest. But when yeah. I'm on the Isle of Wight radio show over there... Test their control. That's when it's my new theory that George Bush <laughs> is a paedophile. Not on this one, though. That was a quote. But when I'm on that one, George Bush is a paedophile. You're in a legal quagmire. I'm, I like a quagmire. Right, so, uh, yeah, send us emails if you want to. Russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Uh, text if you want, 88291. And is it, what else? You know, should we talk to Noel Gallagher? He's been for ages. Yes, let's do that. We'll ring Noel Gallagher if we can. We'll go through your emails. It's going to be a fantastic show. We've got, what music? What should we listen to now? I think we're going to listen to the Pixies, Monkeys Gone to Heaven. 
Monkey mm. Gone to Heaven. Which we're, well, we're going to dedicate that to Sir Edmund Hillary because, you know, he climbed things. Well, and he's he now, climbed Everest. Yeah, he got, got to, to the monkey. Thing. Monkeys climb things. Ah. He climbed thing, monkey climbed thing. He evolved to that point and then climbed a mountain. Exactly. Guess what, though? Uh, Paul, who works on the show, just told me that Edmund Hillary, when he come back, he goes, I've brought this Sherpa back with me, right? Like, because he liked the Sherpa. Well, the Sherpa didn't want to come back. I'm sure he asked him. Well, we don't know that. That's not documented. Maybe All he just sort of went, this is still the journey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're in the airport. Could I, could I? No, I've lost and confused. <laughs> What's that? What's that button? Smoking? No smoking? <laughs> what? I can't do up my seatbelt. Look, I've, I've, my children. I'm very, I'm confused. I miss my children. Come on. <laughs> You'll make it. I'll tell you when it's finished. Do I get the Piccadilly line here or the central line? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very confused. <laughs> You'll stay with me to the end. Of, oh, that's nice, isn't it? And perhaps now, should be buried with him in his coffin, like when a dog once was. I think things like that. Happen, no, maybe on his deathbed. You're relieved. <laughs> We've arrived. Okay. <laughs> this Thank is you. it. <laughs> Good work. You've re- no. What if? And these final words were: "You've let me down. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't what I wanted I've to do." I've never felt more lost. <laughs> <laughs> I blame you for this. <laughs> right. So yeah. Worst Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> You're a disgrace to the Sherpas. <laughs> It's weird. Sherberts? <laughs> you idiot. I changed it. You ain't it. never been up no mountain. I've been up the mountain before. I liked it up there. I looked for miles around. <laughs> right, uh, OK. Come on, this isn't a record. Stop dilly-dallying, cos we're not getting anywhere, are we? Right, we'll just say when you're ready. Uh, mm-hmm, getting towards being ready about... Now! That was the Pixies, this monkey's gone to heaven. You're listening to Russell Brand live on BBC Radio 2. We're coming from the Isle of Wight. I'm here, of course, with my co-host, Matt Morgan. Hello there, Matt. Hello, Russell. Just start the show again. I know. <laughs> I that? forgot we've been on. It's, called a, it's a recap. Was that a recap? It was a recap until you said hello. Again. Recap! Recap! Mr G's over there, Poet Laureate of the show. You right, G? Yep. Got a new hat on there, haven't you? Cowboy, riding, horse We've riding. gone pastoral rural. We've been doing rural pursuits, haven't we? We have, actually. Shooting, we done? Shooting. Petter might want to be uh, informed. Yeah, well, I didn't shoot actual animals, did I? But you wanted to. I was when very keen. Russell to found out he was actually very good at shooting. Yeah, I'm good at shooting. I'm quite a good marksman. But well, David, what if it was a real bird? Would the sweat come off? <laughs> David, would we be smothered in blood by now? <laughs> the bloke that was teaching us, we, he was really nice to us, wasn't he? He was brilliant, wasn't he? Oh, go on, you're going to get it this time. That's right. And he was wearing all sort of rural country sort of clothes, like a barber jacket and sort of wellies and a nice sort of cap and everything. Yeah. The sort of thing a few years ago would have gone, oh, you idiot, look at you. Yeah, but, but now, now oh, once God. you start doing those things, that's you why the establishment why. is successful because you get seduced into it. As soon as you've got a bit of money, you think, right, I'm off shooting. Yeah, you do the revolution. I'm still definitely doing a revolution. We can use our guns to uh, shoot people in power. So that's good, isn't it? Oh God! <laughs> Not that we're, you know. Well, I'd be worried actually because you're a bit of a. Good I'm a shot, deadly marksman. I'm good with a hand cannon. But, um, <laughs> I actually, I picked up, didn't I? I got yeah, you did. That's good at the end. But what about when you had to be physically <laughs> restrained? But it, really, it was really lovely because that bloke, he did a demonstration for us. David, he's all sort of posh and gentle and really whispering words of encouragement. My mum was there with us as well. Go That's good. Oh, you're doing very well, my, you know, to my mum and stuff. And to me, oh, you're jolly good. And giving a pat on the back. You've really improved and being all sweet to all of us. And then like, there was a bit where we go, oh, David, David, can you show us you doing shooting, please? 
squishy. How good you are, eh? Right, and he did. He did some dirty, like, <laughs> there's a ridiculous thing where Matt goes, I want to see him shoot something nearby. Right? <laughs> Matt asked him to fire a shoot a hill that was just near us. <laughs> Can you I wanted to see how powerful the gun was. Shoot that hill. Okay. Yeah, the, David couldn't even understand what he was being asked. Because, well, I mean, if you shot, David, could you shoot something there? Could you shoot something there? Well, you couldn't shoot a person. I mean, that would be cruel, Matt. You couldn't understand well, no, what I don't the know why was. he thought I was asking you to shoot a person. Probably because you, he couldn't understand the rationale of your line of in, in interrogation. David, Russell wishes to usurp you. <laughs> Shoot <laughs> him dead. Shoot him. I think a kneecapping is a very listy disaster. It was good, though, when so he, he, shot, he, he, he shot a riverbank. And he went, pfft. And it was just he shot... Yeah. Good. Shot a riverbank. You What's loved the point it. of shooting a riverbank? <laughs> Didn't prove anything. That game with the attitude. Hey guys, come on. Come, we've gone shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just shoot at the old clay pigeons. Whoa, whoa, we're going down the wrong road. It's yeah. the wrong road, Dave. David, don't give in to him. <laughs> David, go back to your hut. <laughs> Have a little sit down. Think about what shooting riverbanks is going to mean to, for example, Wind and the Willows. Mr. Toad might live in a riverbank, mightn't he? Right, there's a bit where he's demonstrated his skills shooting some clays, which was wonderful to behold. Brilliant. But there's one bit where <clears throat> it sort of, he let it go right over his head because he wasn't concentrating properly or something. And like then he sort of, he sort of craned right over backwards and sort of fired and he was sort of leaning over sort of like a standard lamp leaning right over he was and shot it perfectly yeah like a you and shot it probably and then sort of Matt getting like and then it was Matt's turn next and Matt I was got angry with the thing I shot one and no I missed the first you one you missed the first one yes then you got all worked up and frustrated as they sailed over here turned around 180 degrees with a <laughs> shotgun was going to shoot it at us that was us and David it was really good like he was dealing with a recalcitrant hound just by hand he in went, front no. of him. <laughs> no! No, you don't shoot your friends! Not under no, any circumstances! Say, turn round 180 degrees. I l arched backwards over. You're brandishing a gun! I know. Like Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> craning round at us! I know, it was, it was stupid. And then you did want to shoot the grassy knoll itself. Bloody ridiculous. Oh, there's people bowling in here now, some of our country companions. It's an absolutely preposterous way to live your life. We've got a uh, text message here. Hey, guys, how is the Isle of Wight? I once went there and got stuck on a chairlift at Allen Bay. Have fun, anonymous person. We like the Isle of Wight an awful lot, don't Love we? Love it. Because we've been living like toffs. That don't mean there ain't going to be a revolution. On the contrary, there is. Later on, David Ike will be on the show and he'll be giving us some advice on how to conduct our revolution, not least so we can persuade him not to accuse the President of the <laughs> United States of being a nonce for 10 minutes. Um, <clears throat> you should stop saying it. I know, I'd like saying it. I'd get off on saying that because I know it's a really naughty thing to keep saying George Bush is a paedophile, but knowing that, you know, that's not my views or the views of the BBC, see, even there I've done the legislative so, housework. In that, mm. by that rationale, is the younger Bush one of his victims? In a way, he most likely nonced him. So that's probably the why he's so cross about stuff. He keeps probably doing those wars against, you know, terror and all that because he's angry about the nonsense. <laughs> uh, that's just stuff we're saying, not real things. In fact, you just imagine that. None of those things actually got said. This has all been a dream. Ooh, you're dreaming. Your radio's not even switched on, you lunatics. Hi, says Abby. Just met you outside the radio studio. Thank you very much for the autograph and the kiss. The autograph was a bit dodgy, seeing as though you spelt your name wrong. Aha. Well, I don't know why they're being mentioned. Hoping you're liking our lovely island weather. That's because, of course, it is fiercely raining here in the Isle of Wight. Also, my microphone stinks of perfume. Stinks of it. That's good, isn't it? No, because that's an unnatural thing. I don't like things to stink all unnatural, do you? <laughs> oh, my smells of... What? Hair. 
It smells of hair, just yeah. with a nice hair. No, hairbrush. You know that smell of a hairbrush? Oh, I know the smell of a hairbrush hair. only too well, mate. Do you? Mate. Yeah, the last time you used one? Ages ago, I don't do it, I don't get involved with it. There's just more congratulations from Victorian Coventry saying how nice my buckle boots are. <clears throat> Splendid they are. Did you see me on Big Brother, Matt? Of course you did, because you were sat there with me giving me ideas to say. Good, wasn't it? It was good. Funny, wasn't it? When yes. we'd done that Big Brother, Celebrity Hijack, it was worth doing it, wasn't we? And we that was another um, instance of you being drunk on power. Why was I drunk on power? Because you had buttons, you could open the doors, you could I tell... Know. You I loved it. All that power, open a door, shut a door. I mean, you can do that if you're a doorman as well. So but not from a distance of. That's you know, true. Unless you were dormant with a broom handle, and then you know. But you could, work. like, you had voice of God. You could tell people what to do. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved manipulating those folks. And that's another example of you acting like a yob. When we was leaving the Common Isle of Wight, you went, Yeah, let's ransack the caravan. We was in a nice no, little I caravan. Did, I said, let's <coughs> nick the stuff out of the sweeping fridge. Sweeping things off shelves with one arm <laughs> movement. <laughs> Whoosh, like that. Salt and pepper shakers went in there. Conch shell ornaments. I opened everything the fridge out of there. Yeah, we should take all this. That's all yeah. I did. Ridiculous things that people wouldn't need. Glade air fresheners. Other air fresheners are available. Preposterous it was to witness. Right, okay, later on the show, we are uh, talking to David Ike. We'll try and get Noel Gallagher on if I ain't bought my phone. You've got his number there. Have you got your phone, Matthew? Yes. Right, we'll ring up Noel Gallagher later. That's how we see how tightly <laughs> this show's produced. The thought that goes into every moment. Also, I will be guesting on Isle of Wight Radio on... What's the name of the show, James? Uh, the, the Alex Dyke Soul Show. The Alex Dyke Soul Show. I will be appearing there with Alex Dyke as his guest, where I will not be responsible for my actions because I'm not the host. Alex Dyke will be host, where I'll be airing some of my controversial news views on the Bush family. <clears throat> okay, so shall we listen to a record? The what? Beatles, I think, is your choice. The Beatles. These are a crazy bunch of fellas. I'm going to really predict they might do all right. Although, looking at David Icke's book, I see <laughs> some of them have got a few dirty little secrets in the closet. I'm only mucking about. You've got to have a bit of fun with David Icke's views, otherwise our show would get boring, wouldn't it? Yeah, we can't let them get too serious. Can't let things get too serious. That's the thing. I do like people with really good, uh, like, revolutionary theories and that that want to overthrow the government, but, you know, there's no point in overthrowing the government if things aren't going to be a right royal laugh. If you joined up with David, who would be, like, most in charge? Me! Exactly. Woohoo! <laughs> they did spend half a day at his feet. Yeah, I know. Oh, David, tell me more. David, you like paint your toenails. Doesn't matter, Man United winning 6 0. <laughs> Listen to you. I'm not interested in footballing. Oh, you were a goalkeeper. Oh, I love it. Jumping around. <laughs> what colour gloves did you wear? <laughs> what else? We All right, should we listen to a record? Then we'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. something else. What yeah. record will we listen? We're going to listen oh, to the Beatles. Beatles. You've, you've lost it, haven't you? Get I'm drinking out. caffeine to come stay on, awake. Come on, Come on, let's go back to the mansion and have an early night. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not so go too mad tonight, okay? You broke a swimming pool cover. I didn't know about it that. It got fixed. How did you... I bet you broke all the holes that holded it onto the thing. How did it? How did it? Oh, no, that way, way. I jumped on it and uh, the straps broke. And then I spoke to John, who, you know, is the man who... You admitted it, did you? Yeah, I did, actually. You came I was going to go and fix it. Then I thought, no, actually, I'll tell him about it. And said, have you got a screwdriver? It was only... It just needed to screw him back in. He did it. He said it took five minutes. Our mansion's got a bar in it. Matt works behind that bar about 12 hours a day. He stands there <laughs> swilling down booze. He it's calls it Matmos. I've never known you work so hard <clears throat> at anything in all the time I've known you. I've been working with you 10 years. I've never seen such dedication and commitment other than in your made-up world where you run a pub called Matmos. Is it Matt made Mose. up or is it a real pub in a house where there's actual customers? Well, no. you, when there's no one else has gone to bed, you, I see you standing there on your own cleaning glasses. <laughs> 
having a pretend conversation with a, a cowboy ornament. An ornament of a cowboy. Jeff. <laughs> yes, Jeff. Saying to him that things ain't what they used to be and such he's like. He's a cattle rustler. <laughs> he's actually a very interesting bloke. <laughs> well, he's an outlaw in a hood. I'm not surprised the two of you have bonded. No, I love it. It's my <clears> spiritual home. I, I wouldn't be pub. remotely shocked to find you and Jeff in the swimming pool, romping about, <laughs> weeing, damaging vital safety equipment. That ring is for emergencies only, Jeff. Put it back on the side. That's not a toy. What if there's a drowning? How many more TV presenters have to be involved in drowning incidents before you learn. Not my uh, views. I thought that would Tri come up. <laughs> well, you know, eventually it did. Shall we uh, listen to record? Yeah. yeah. Listen to record later on. And when we do jingle contest, will we do jingle contest? Can we do that? Can't do it because Nick's not bought the stuff. <laughs> Nick is here. He's been staying with us. As we all know by now, Nick Philps is a vicar's son. He has brought much shame on don't Christianity. Don't, I like saying it to him. He had a tattoo of. If you are, no, don't say that. He had an inverted crucifix tattooed on his arm the other day and it, it said F God on it. That is, that is the truth of the matter. F and it's 666. What? Oh, I drew it on his hand. Yeah, you did. Luckily, I've been like the perfect gent the entire time I've been in that mansion. No, you I'm haven't. What about when we arrived princess. and you put your bag mm. down, looked at me and Nick and said, mm. Mm, why don't you take that to my room? Yeah. <laughs> the most threatening, non-threatening way. <laughs> I just went, no. You, as, as I remember, you heaped it up onto your little back and <laughs> scuttled up those stairs like a ladybird. <laughs> Let's put the Beatles on. Yeah. They are Beatles. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show here on Radio 2 in affiliation with Isle of Wight Radio, where we will be appearing a bit later on... What's that show we're going on, James? The Alex Dyke Soul Show. The Alex Dyke Soul Show. We'll be going on that <clears throat> a bit later, where I will be free of the restraints of British broadcasting law. Out here on this island, I can let my true personality come out. I don't... I wouldn't do that. What? You've got to go down to a soul voice. All right, just be a bit more soulful. Oh, yeah. bloody old That's soul. Not soulful. This is, hold on, oh, yeah. Sound like an old lady at no, a bus stop. I don't, dear. I don't. This is, I just appreciate soul. Oh, God, when's this going to turn up, eh? I've been here over an hour now. <laughs> oh, dear, I'm not getting any younger. You've seen that vein, if you? What? Why are you looking at me like that for? You're thinking at my crotch, then. I wasn't. You were? Well, the way you're positioned, you're at, like, the top of a mountain <clears throat> compared to me. I'm down in a ditch. That's because I'm... <laughs> you are down in a ditch, well, pretty I'm much. down here. There's a big slope up to where you stand. That's right. That's why I like to be up here in my ivory tower in honour of Sir Edmund Hillary. All my broadcasts this week will be done from Top of Hill. Wasn't that funny when we got that bloke in Big Brother? When we done Big Brother, this bloke sort of said, Russell, why'd you change your image? Right? And then Matt goes, get him in here and tell him that we changed your image on account of focus groups and dress you up like a dolly and Tim Burton <laughs> and stuff like that. And we've done it. And he goes to him, yeah, no, we had this, we got these focus groups and they said we want us, we want to have a famous person that's like a scarecrow all wrapped up in leather and covered in buckles. And he's going, oh wow, is that what it's like? He goes, yeah, yeah, that is what it's like. He goes, do you like wearing them clothes? I goes, nah, they're proper uncomfortable. It's really tight all around my balls or oh, my legs. It's, it's like, restricted. I can't. And he goes, hey, believe that. See what it's like? And we goes, yeah. Stephen Hawking don't need that chair. <laughs> and he went, oh, God, dear, oh, dear. Like, he went with it, didn't he? The whole no, he, uh, he, he suspected the Stephen Hawking. He balked. I mean, he balked a bit at the Stephen Hawking chair comment. But the rest of it, he, he accepted it, didn't he? Mm. It's quite, you know, when you do a joke on someone or you lie at someone and then they mm. take it really nicely and they're really good about it. You feel a bit guilty for I the did joke. I to my friend once. What did you do? I told him I was scared of, uh, we had to go into a car wash. 
Mm. And I went, oh, no, I'm really scared of car washes. You know when you just Why do you saying, say things like that to people? I was young. What motivates Foolish. you? Foolish. I was 17. Mm. Mm. And uh, he, instead of going, what, you idiot? And I, he sort of went, oh, don't worry, mate. Oh, Let's go for one. And then I thought, oh, no, I can't tell him I'm lying now. Yeah, so I had to go for ever. a car wash, pretending it was a life-changing experience. Oh, no, the brushes, the brushes, the noise, the horror. It's like being born. It's like being born again. It's pretty exciting, actually, when you're a kid. When you're a child, a car wash is about as good as it gets, isn't it, really? You really have to trust your parents, because you think this is not right. This can't be. Bail! Bail! No, don't open the door! I'm opening the door, Dad! I'm opening the door! We've gone too far! We're not going to get away from it again! And you, you go, you, you're sure the car's moving, aren't you? Yeah, it always feels like the car's moving. Like oh. in a, when you're on an aeroplane and you see another aeroplane moving, you think, I don't know if that one's moving or if I'm moving. And sometimes I, when I look down at the ground on an aeroplane, I can't tell if it's taken off or not. Sometimes I'm not even on an aeroplane. Sometimes I'm in an hospital bed. What, you look at the ground when you're on an aeroplane <clears> and not sure it's taken off? Yeah, I can't tell. I'm thinking, is that just a little line or is that a great big river? That's what, what an idiot. <laughs> And sometimes I think with that arrow's desk, I cut the if I want to. If, if it's a man, you have done in the past, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I like them. I up don't like there. it when you pull air hostesses. Why? Because they're there in their air <clears throat> hostess yeah, uniform, yeah. and then you pull them, and then they turn up at a hotel dressed just in normal in a clothes. Disappointment. Oh, they're Come so much in the uniform. Power when they're up in the air. Now look at them on just the ground. Just in a tracksuit. Just in a tracksuit in an hotel lobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, Matt. That might be a, quite an insular experience that we were recounting there and not something generic such as the joy of our glorious mansion. Matt, most could... people can't do that, so uh, <laughs> don't, don't bore them with it. <laughs> These yarns about how we pick up. Sometimes I get the pilot involved as well, <laughs> having pushed me around in a trolley. I've never done that. Pin-pin. Pin-pinning pin still grips the nation, I see. Yes, well, they are fools. I'm a bit disappointed that there's uh, not much more praise for my brilliant jingle that I did last week. It didn't work. I did it better than you, and it was there to take the mickey out of me. Oh, gee, original victim. Oh, gee. Matt Morgan, oh, yeah. original. Matt Morgan, original victim. Matt Morgan, original victim. Brilliant. What a great jingle that was by me. And what about our world record-breaking attempts as well? Me coming incredibly close to breaking that speech record. I'd like another go at the banana thing. Would you, though? No. Because you failed dismally, didn't you? No, I didn't. You were a joke. I ate four bananas. That's nothing. Imagine a monkey, how many it goes through in its lifetime, without any yeah, expectation lifetime, of praise. Yeah, lifetime, not one hour period. Or five minute period, in a fact. A monkey, Matt, would expect nothing for your trivial achievements, probably right across your life, in fact. <laughs> the way you've run Matmos this week, if I'd given that job to an orangutan and it had done it to the same that low standard, good. I would offer it up for vivisection. Celery and Bloody Marys. Yeah, no, that's Everything. Just because yeah. you don't drink. Just because you turn up to Matmos and go, I'm getting this place shut down, guys. <laughs> Who set off a fire extinguisher? <laughs> Grow up! <laughs> if you want me, I'll. Be down in the lodge polishing my shotgun. <laughs> what about your horse riding outfit? What? Your horse riding outfit. I looked great at horse riding today, didn't I? Why were you scared of people taking photos of you with a helmet on? Sharon said, "Don't let people take a picture of you in that helmet. You look like an idiot." God, <clears throat> I looked a bit of an idiot in that helmet. She's not like controlling the image of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> if people see you in that helmet, our franchise is ruined. There's absolutely no way that anyone's going to buy my bookie book or your DVD after that. Yeah, fair enough. Listen to this from a person. Rachel, this person claims to be called. My three-year-old son has an interesting insight. On seeing the cover of your bookie book, he said, that lady has a beard. Well, <laughs> I've been accused of that before. What, being a lady with a beard? Bounty ads. Do you oh, remember yes, that? of course. Whole people period of pain. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a lovely era, that, when people said that you looked exactly like the uh, dress, the women dressed as men in the bounty. It was uncanny. Toilet actually. rolled. Yeah, ridiculous. Monkey prostitutes. I'm just going through these emails, Matt, while we're doing the radio show. And the headings, well, they're quite preposterous. Look at this one. Monkey prostitutes. Did you know that some type of monkeys pay for sex? And, like, you know, the email goes on. But if someone starts an email with, do you know that some monkeys pay for sex, what was your motivation to continue? I think it's a pitch from a company that run that service. <laughs> I thought, if there's one man in the country, he'd definitely go for it. Monkey sex now, eh? Well, that's something How I How much is it? <laughs> These monkeys, what are they like? I mean, they're ambitious sexually. What does that mean? A monkey can get sex off another monkey by giving, giving it Giving it a banana, grooming it or something. It'll be like that. They won't go, here's 50 quid, now come no. on, do the right thing. <laughs> Will they? It's not going to be proper prostitution as we know it. That and might go on in monkey world. Maybe there's a... Sort of dark Oi. behind the scenes. There's thing. no, behind, there's nothing going on at Monkey World. Sponsor a monkey, yeah, right, <laughs> pimp it. Well, I've been sponsoring a monkey all morning. <laughs> now I've got sick in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> monkey World is a damn fine place, and I can only urge people to get right behind it. Now look at this, animal con artists, caterpillars con ants with smell. I mean, should we read? That's on? just the words that they're using. Yeah, right. It's just something that happens in nature. That's yeah. like saying. Bees nick pollen, yeah. isn't it? Or and flowers, they do, in a way. Or the flowers, yeah. Tart themselves out <clears> to bees. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, fair enough. Let's not continue. Egg thief. I just thought I'd let you know, says Sam Robinson, about this thing I read. The story's about a man who's decided to steal bird eggs. Uh, this worried me. What? Sorry. But the, what's it with this? I've been thinking about Matthew again. Because I've, I never fully feel that we explored it to its correct depth. Is that when you went to that farm as a five-year-old boy and we have explored look, that <clears throat> really? Because I just would like more people to be aware of it. Because I feel like it's spreading awareness, something like this. And there were little chicks in an incubator, just being incubated, and to the side of it, the people Not that incubate that makes them sound like they're premature or something. They, they run it, around under a red light. <laughs> Don't try to make it sound like they're on an electric beach. <laughs> they, an incubator is the correct word. They were being incubated, those baby birds. Little baby cute chicks. Chicks. Loved the world over. Beloved by us. Busby, little fluffy Easter chicks. Busby? Yeah, he was a thing when we were he little. He was a grown chicken. He was not a grown chicken, Matthew. He was yellow and fluffy and delightful. Look at your attitude already beginning to emerge. <laughs> now, these chicks that were in that incubator, they look all happy and joyful, although, and to the side, chicks that had died had been put out, right, and they'd been removed, obviously. They'd been trampled flat by the other chicks. Right, and Matt saw those dead trampled chicks to the side. He couldn't bear it that the chicks in the, under the incubation lamp looked so happy and joyous. He thought, they look all happy, yet just to their right are those little dead chicks. So would pick up the dead chicks to the, the side. The lie, I would take a live chick <clears throat> and I'll take it to the dead chick and show it to them. <laughs> and they'd become agitated when they realised the grim reality of existence. And I'd put him back into the thing. To make it a sort of little chick Jesus. Yeah. So go back with its message. Listen guys, stop running around. <laughs> There's a terrible other world out there. Yeah. I was very young. That was awful that you did that. I know, you are always going on about it. Hmm. No, I just it's something... drag it up, don't you? When you feel guilty about your own actions. I just sometimes I think about it. Right. Okay. What was that egg thief thing that you discarded? 
Well, I don't know. I think it's because I just got swept up in the moment, and I just thought, like, I couldn't, you know, it, like, it was attached to a newspaper story. It looked like it was something that could go on for hours and hours. It just, you know, it looked troubling to me. A lot of these things are news stories that people send to us, Matt, because they see us very much as a channel for odd information. Right. Which I suppose, in many respects, we are. Hey, we've won loads of awards. What are our podcast awards that we've won? iTunes Podcast of the Year. iTunes Podcast of the Year. What other award? Dot net. Dot net. The prestigious <laughs> dot net. <laughs> Is it two prestigious awards? People don't undermine about our own awards. I'm not undermining. I'm grateful for all our rewards. Any one of the ones we've got are good. Plus Shaka of the Year, you know. Again. And now that I know that there's awards for monkey sex out there, these monkey prostitutes are going to be raking it in. Yeah. More bananas than you could ever scoff, Matthew. Come, should we stick a record on? Re-coordinate ourselves. Is there any news or anything we should be worrying about? <clears throat> No. Go on then, stick a record on. The Ramones, Surfing Bird. Stick it on. Surfing Bird, surfing over its dead brethren so that you make it aware of mortality. Go on then. That's the Ramones, Surfing Bird. You're to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. We have been joined by David Icke, perhaps the most famous resident of this island. Hello, David. Hello, Is that the right way around, that microphone? Is it all <laughs> fake? You should know. Bloody David Icke, always on the radio. Is that right, Nick? That microphone? Is everything okay, dear? It's a bit skew with. Oh, I don't know, these boys. I'll tell you why it is, it's because his dad's a vicar, conventional religion, you and some of your views, do you see? It's an attack on convention and the orthodoxy. So... Very much, as we, we're quite, you know, what it is, is we're deeply insecure people. We need, we need to be surrounded by acolytes, lovers, in some cases. Some of these people we barely even know, David. Um, thanks for coming in. Now, there's loads of things we want to talk to you about. These are the problems, though. We are stupid on this radio show, uh, but in a sort of a, a deliberately ridiculous way, you know, sort of like the wise fool, that's very much the, the right. model that we oh, pursue. So, uh, <clears throat> don't be too serious. And also, uh, remember, remember last week when you said George Bush Senior was a pedophile? <laughs> we all got a little bit told off! Of <laughs> course we got told off! Well, in a minute I'm going on a guest on, uh, what's it, that's... The Alex Dyke Soul Show! The Alex Dyke Soul Show! Alex Dyke, yeah. Do you know Alex Dyke? Oh, I know Alex, yeah. Once we go on there, now that's when we can really kick off with some of our <laughs> maverick George Bush is a nonce-style views. But I said on... it, I said it, because it's true. That's, that's yeah, fair it. enough. That's David Dyke's views. <laughs> He's entitled to them views. Go on, say some. But what, this is what worries me, David. Like, is that if, like, like all that stuff you say about like you know sort of media manipulating us, keeping us all spellbound and daft so that we can manage. To, I'm well into it and believe it. But right. then when you attach that to George Bush's on the nonce, that makes that's more easy to dispute. So it makes the stuff that is more palatable also seem questionable. But it's not easy to dispute. It's easy easy to dismiss because it seems so far out. It's, hmm. uh, it's not easy to dispute when you do the research. But it doesn't even help, right? This is the thing, David Icke. Let's say we all go, George Bush is a nonce, right? That don't help the revolution, because that's why, in fact, that's why we want you here. We do actually want to overthrow the government, right? But we need some proper policies and we need a, a sort of a structure in place to ho cope with all the admin. Now, if like whether or not George Bush is a paedophile, and I hope he's not because paedophiles, you know, come on, pack it in. That's one of our main messages on this show, right? It doesn't, it doesn't make any difference hierarchically, does it, or uh, politically? I'll tell you what it makes a difference to. It makes a difference to the kids they abuse. Uh, well, if, yeah. If they're exposed and it stops, and that's, that's, that's what I'm interested in. 
Yeah, I'm interested in it as well. Dirty devil, George Bush. Right, we've got a couple of campaigns on this show. Here's one of them. China, get out of it! George Bush, stop nonsense, kids! That's not necessarily the views of this show. But if you are, pack it right in. I'm just looking around the faces of me. My manager's face, he looks relatively comfortable. Producer of the radio show, concerned. Look of concern on the phone. So that's not the views for me or the BBC. That's David Icke's views. Um, so yeah, what kind of political system? Like mm, that could take. A, we want to overthrow the government in a jaunty way. Uh, what sort of things should we be looking to do, and what information should we be kicking out there? Well, if you want to um, uh, overthrow a government, stop cooperating with it. If you if you uh, want to stop living in a, a gathering Orwellian prison, then stop cooperating with it. And know, how could we do that in sort of simple, accessible ways well, that we can put into place immediately? It, it, it means not. That- Put bit of the rubbish out. Nah, I mean, right? No rubbish is going out now, and I'm not helping with the recycling, and I'm not paying tax. Those sort of things. If uh, a uh, politician, a, a Bush or a Blair, comes out and says we've had a discussion and yeah. we've decided to do this, um, they're pa- <laughs> we're mostly going to be nonsense kids. <laughs> from that, that's our new policy. Their power is in the in the population saying, "Oh, we don't like it, but we better do it." Apathy. It, yeah. Well, it's it, it's the herd mentality. For instance, it's a simple thing. Um, mm-hmm. Years ago, back in the eighties, when Margaret Thatcher uh, came out with that uh, appalling uh, uh, poll tax. Yeah. Because it affected um, low-income people and the so-called middle classes. Yeah. There wasn't this, oh, it's the middle classes, that doesn't matter. Oh, it's the working class, it doesn't matter. There was a united response to it. And vast numbers of people refused to pay the bloody thing. Mm. As a result, what happened? It collapsed. And, and I'm a great believer in the Gandhian way of uh, non-violent, absolutely non-violent, non-cooperation. Mm. If you don't cooperate with the building of your own prison, there's not enough of these people to build it. We allow them to do it, and, and we do it to ourselves. So just don't be cooperative. But like, I don't know what that, what that would tangibly mean in a palpable what should I do when I get in after the show type way. Because like, mostly I'll be then trying to stop Matt Morgan letting off fire extinguishers. That's why I'm going against the mansion. system. You're, Jump you're, on the swimming pool <laughs> cover, break it, right. self a fire extinguisher, <laughs> run a pub in your own house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> run a crazy bonkers little bar. Okay, Matt, maybe all along. Sleep day and live by night. <laughs> live at night. That's the Maverick, last thing see? the government's going to want from us. Anyway. You think you're a revolutionary. You just patrol around telling people to stop having fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. This revolution's Hello, become dangerous. You'll have someone's eye out with that. Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, well, also, though, David Ike, you've brought in a CD of your... Is this your eldest son? Uh-huh. Gareth Ike. We'll stick on one of his records, shall we? He good, is he, your lad? Tel Aviv is... is um. His band as well uh, is uh, Helen Keller. This is the other thing that's difficult. Tel Aviv. If you're like in constant pursuit of revolution and sort of overthrowing the right. status quo system, don't it like this? Is what, you know, like that film, uh, The Queen, like uh, starring Helen Mirren. No, I didn't see that. I, c- I couldn't stomach it, to be honest. Right. Okay. Because it would be sent like, because that, that's that, that reptilian aspect of your belief system. Well, you know, that, that, w- any society that's got um, uh, a person at the top purely by um, their, their genetics and uh, people back out the room is a society that's not. It is crackers, up. isn't it? I don't think I would like to. But if I met the Queen, I wouldn't want to. You have met the Queen. <laughs> About two weeks ago, <laughs> he, never, he loved her. He kept going, I love the Queen. I yeah. did like he was her. was photographed next She's to her. She's not a lizard. I liked her. She was all right, I well, thought. Maybe you're one as well. Hold up. Maybe I'm a, I'm not, am I, David? I have got a clue. Can you tell? <laughs> the, can, <laughs> I care even less. Oh, don't, hold on. No, you, now, look here. <laughs> can you, how do you tell? It's only if there's some actual shape-shifting happens in your presence and company. 
no, I mean, I, I've met people uh, all over the world who've um, had that experience mm. of, of seeing someone sh shift into another uh, form. Mm. And when you look at the uh, ancient accounts all over the world, in virtually every culture, they're saying the same. Uh, Don't you think these things are metaphorical? Because sometimes, for example, in the act of lovemaking, I shamanistically transform into a reptilian... Shut up, Morgan. <laughs> a, re a reptilian thing, right, all sexual, like a lovely sexy lizard. I, I, can't, I can't believe that of you, mate. No, honestly, David, do you want to see me go? Not a scaly, horrible lizard, but imagine that, a dark eye, eh? <laughs> like a, a sort of a glorious, like, lizard man thing, you know? But I wouldn't actually become a filthy, dirty lizard eating baby chicks and dead mice and the likes. So, do you not think that some of these things are metaphorical, not physical, actual no, not, realities? Not, me not metaphorical. Um, you see, the thing is that we don't even know the nature of reality. We don't even know uh, the world that we live in. Mm. I mean, we we're told that the world is solid. And, and scientists will tell you that this solid... That was uh, David Icke tapping on a desk there. This, With his willy, admittedly. <laughs> this solid room is... Um, is made of atoms, and a si the same scientists will tell you atoms have no substance, no mm. physical nature, and yet they make up this physical world. How is that? It's because the world is not actually physical. It's an illusory uh, construct that happens in our heads, like a, a television uh, decoding a frequency field into television pictures. We do it into uh, a holographic, apparently three-dimensional world. And the Matrix movies were very, very close in yeah, the way they portrayed it. To the reality we live in now once you you get away from this is solid and and and, and uh immovable and, but in a practical then, way they are solid though but, but then every, everything becomes possible shape-shifting is no longer um the the uh the movement from one dense physical form to another dense physical mm. form it's an energetic shift it's a shift in the way that we decode what we're looking at okay fair enough i do you know i do i see that it's plausible uh, ideologically but practically you know it's di you know, too difficult to pass through walls and stuff like that you but, know but, 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 but radio frequencies pass through walls for a simple reason they're on a different frequency to the wall mm, okay. and and you know when we look through our eyes we think we're looking and seeing everything in the space that we're looking at what we're looking at is a tiny frequency range that our five senses can access. It's like a television station. And there are infinite television stations sharing the same space, just like there are in this room now. Mm. And when we, we, we're in this physical body, it tunes us into one. And we wake up and we think, hey, this is everything. Actually, it's just one television station sharing the same space. And, and that's what, of course, scientists call parallel universes. I do agree with that. I agree with some of that stuff. Now, this is... <clears throat> this is the other thing that's a bit worrying with me, right? Is I get sort of quite into sort of quite big political ideas, revolution, but then say something happens in my actual own life, like earlier, I've chipped my tooth, only a little tiny bit, right? And that's, I'm thinking about that much, much more than the revolution. Like, I'm sort of thinking, oh no, I've chipped my tooth a little bit. I keep going up to people, showing them my tooth to see, can you see where it is? Can you see? <laughs> like, can you, David? You've got a lot of them, mate. Which one is it? The front, well, if you can't see it, it's not that bad, is it? No, it can't be. Are you putting on your spectacles? I need, I, need reading, I need reading glasses, so you might have a problem. I like you, David Dyke. You're a nice man and a beautiful soul and a very intelligent person. There's no doubt about it. Now, is there um, some, there's some news is coming on now. Yes. Let's, <clears throat> hold on. But let's, right, so this news... Tell the people what they want them to hear, eh? Let's have the news. Right, hold on. So let's say, I'll tell you what, right. Now, this news is lies. It's, it's rhubarb and hogwash. Let, let David throw to the news, then. <laughs> yeah, all right, David, you could do your own throw. As long as you say... When is it? Is it have we got to go to it yet? Yeah, about another one minute of other stuff. 
Right, you think... So even though you don't think that the BBC is uh, directly cooperating with a conspiracy to make people all dumb and spellbound, do you think that this news that we're about to hear is part of the problem because it's sort of... Uh, uh, you call them repeaters, right? Repeating information to keep uh, the populace sort of spellbound. Yeah, if, 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 you, if you look at what happens on mo most news bulletins, it's uh, people in dark suits repeating what people in authority have told them is happening. Yeah. And um, real journalists say, well, hold on, let's check if that's true. Yeah. Um, repeat a journalist, just read it out. So John Ronson's quite a good journalist, and like he was a bit worried. Like John Ronson, I would say we've met John. He's come on this show like before. He's quite a good sort of journalist, isn't he? Uh, I've seen a lot of his stuff. I suppose he's okay. Yeah, and no, I think he's, I think he's quite. I think he's investigative and thorough and stuff like that. But I think that you know, I think that's all. That's the, the thing we return to. I get bogged. Down, I get entrenched in it myself because loads of stuff you say. I think, yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Oh, that's true. That's true. Right. Okay. Revolution. Revolution. The Queen's a lizard. Oh no, I like her, her Majesty. Because when I met her, I thought she's just a little old lady. Whether she's a lizard or not, I couldn't give her monkeys in a way. I thought, you know, we'll transform into a lizard now, Mum. I'll transform into my lizard. We'll coil ourselves up do some lizard eggs together, the pair of us, all nice, you know. I'm but sure you could manage that. I reckon I could. Now, that's killed that minute. So let's... <laughs> <laughs> now, um, right. <clears throat> let's do... Can you, David... All right, as long as you say that bit, you've, you're a professional broadcaster. I uh, used to be. Take yeah. it off. <laughs> Matt was talking about my bikini then. <laughs> and it has come off. I didn't realise my mic was up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like receiving. Will you throw it? But also, you can add anything you want to that, like all your am views I about. Am I, am I handing to the news now? Yeah, yes. we're going straight to the news, but you can say whatever you like about what you believe the news on the BBC to be, not our views. David <laughs> likes views. Okay, this is uh, BBC Radio 2 online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. We're now going across to the news studio where someone is going to tell us. That was Johnny Cash. Before that, it was the news. I must say what a lot of cobblers it was this week. Oh, I don't know, because I didn't listen to it. There might be something sad on it. So maybe, uh, you know, if something sad happened, I'm sorry about all that. You listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. David Icke is in the studio. We've moved him away from the microphone. Casey says saying, you never know with David. He could go off any moment. Later on on the show, we're going to be giving day, uh, Noel Gallagher a bell. And plus, I'm appearing on Isle of Wight Radio. And I'm Matt. Yes. <laughs> On the, what was it? We can never remember it. Alex yeah, Dyke's really soul show. I'm really not absorbing Alex Dyke's soul show, that bit of information. Alex Dyke's soul show. Because there's a lot of aggressive, fricative consonants in his name. Alex Dyke's soul show. <laughs> Alex Dyke's soul show. If you want some soul with Alex Dyke, get on your bike and listen to the soul on Alex Dyke's soul show. <laughs> really aggressive name, isn't it? He should be called Bob Mellowyella or something like that. <laughs> Shouldn't he soul show? Alex Dyke. And so, yeah, I'll be going on his soul show and behaving in what can only be described as an irresponsible fashion. As a matter of fact, I might go there only in my little panty pool pots. What do you think about that, James, from Isle of Wight Radio? I think you'll like that. You think you're professional, see? Immediately, he knows he's on radio, young James, from Isle of Wight Radio, pipes up all nice and loud. Listen to how our producer, Nick, responds to a question, who works for this apparently superior BBC Radio 2. Are you a bit guilty that you're a vicar's son? <laughs> Can't even hear his response, because I tell you why, he's too busy worrying about the insomnia oh. that he deservedly oh, has. Nick. He can't sleep because he's betrayed Christ. So, uh, I think David Mitchell is on the line. David, imagine that. David Mitchell from Peep Show on the line. I Are you there, David? It. David Mitchell from Peep Show on the line. David Mitchell. David Mitchell is either not there or is so 
angry with the content of this show that he's simply refusing to address me, which I can't imagine of David Mitchell because he's a very well-mannered gentleman. Right. Okay, well, I think we all recognise that sound. Any regular listeners to the Russell Brand show will know that's the dial tone. We've heard it after Zippy was Maybe insulted. Maybe Mitchell is a vicar's son as well. Oh, no. He's the sort of person that would be a vicar's son, isn't he? And Tim Westwood, Vickers. You could, there's a common thread running through all these Vickers sons, and it's to my mind. <laughs> why? What? What's Tim Westwood got to do with David Mitchell? Uh, Vickers son. Ah. <laughs> do you see now? It all links perfectly together. So, are we calling David Mitchell back? He's there now. David, look. That is no, like James, James, James from Isle of Wight Radio, who moments ago I've praised for your professional expertise. You've shown yourself to be something of a buffoon, something of an island-dwelling twit, without <laughs> simplest understanding of technology. There it is again, the dial tone. Who else hung up on us? Dickie Dawkins, he hung up on the us man once, didn't he? The man who did the voice for Zippy. Richard Dawkins, Zippy from Rainbow, he hung up on us. Well, Richard Dawkins just got to, oh, I'm not waiting for this rubbish. Radio show is a joke. <laughs> These people don't know what they're doing. He's like, as Matt pointed out, Professor, let's not have that noise on. That's mental. We're a professional radio show. Just playing that out for ages. Look <laughs> that minute we're going on Alex Dyke's Knife Attack Soul Show. And I bet it's much more professionally run. You won't than come back, will you? Of course stuck I won't. Here. I'm going to be With over the there. Star. Me and old Dykey will form a new double act, I imagine. No, I would never leave you, darling. Would you, would you take Ike on Dyke? Oh, God. Ike on Dyke. That sounds like a really dirty video, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ike on Dyke. He's up for He's it. He's up for it. Old oh, Ikey. He'll do move. it. And uh, Ike Turner died recently. Should we go, uh, poor old Ike, Ike on Dyke, and then, you know, see if we can find any other things without saying anything offensive <laughs> <laughs> that rhymes with that. Um, look, I think leave David Mitchell for a bit, you flapping lunatics. <laughs> He's all blushing, the lad from the island, James. I blame the kid. Who do you blame? The kid. The kit. You're blaming the kit here on the Isle of Wight. Well, actually, I think it's all been wonderfully well handled. Um, Matthew, what did I want to talk to you about? Rural pursuits, condemn you for something. Horse riding. Yeah, horse riding. Why didn't you come on the horse riding that we went on earlier today with those no, lovely girls? I was a bit hungover. Also, yeah. the, they were only little horses, weren't they? They seemed they weren't real, bit little. real horses. They were quite... I think I looked quite noble bestride my steed. You didn't, really. It looked kind of silly. What, really? Well, Your I'm feet really... were on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> my little dragon tootsies. <laughs> Come on, Quicksilver. Take me to freedom. I thought you were meant to be good at horse riding because you did it for a film. Yeah, well, the thing was, is when I was... Special effects? <clears throat> it was not. It was actual effects, and I was doing that horse riding. But I didn't enjoy learning to ride the horse, as you know, well know, because I saw it as an obligation. Mm. And, you, I, and I, you're not, you don't like cruelty to animals. No. Sat up there. On it all the time. Kick them quite hard, though, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, if the horse doesn't listen, it's best to poke it in the eye. I, I find you're only meant to kick it when it when you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just walk up to it in the stable and kick it straight in its fat arse. <laughs> Make sure you know who's in charge. You're simply a horse, and well as I, we've been watching a lot of Bagpuss, haven't we? Yes. And not in an ironic way, but rather as if it's a 
beautiful poem. I it's love beautiful. Bacchus. I've always loved it. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? And I think it's Professor Yaffle that we most like, and it's because since you said that Richard Dawkins has the attitude of Professor Yaffle from Bagpuss, condemning things cynically, saying religions are nothing but an old shoe or a dirty bottle, much as Yaffle does to any object that's brought into the Emily's shop in Bagpuss. But having watched a lot of Bagpuss this week, here's a few questions that I'd like answered by Oliver Postgate, the maker of Bagpuss. One, why has Emily, a nine-year-old girl, got her own shoe? Two. No, in fact, <laughs> on the uh, on the sign it says Bagpuss, Bagpuss and, and Co. So Bagpuss, he's, he's at least on the lease. Who are <laughs> his names on the lease? His names above the door. Who are the mysterious Co. The shadowy figures behind Bagpuss? Another conspiracy, David Dyke. I fancy the Illuminati are running Bagpuss's shop, and that's why there's all these odd goings on. Another question: Why are there mice not allowed a super? Why is it even called Bagpuss? Because he don't do much in the programme. He's like an idiot, isn't he? He is an idiot. Whereas Yaffle and the mice very much run the show, representing optimism and cynicism. But I everything think. takes place in Bagpuss's mind. Do you think that in an episode of Bagpuss, the whole thing's a fantasy? David Icke was so shocked by that, <laughs> he literally nearly fell off his chair. Oh, come on, Bag if we can't trust Bagpuss, what can we trust? <laughs> no, it does, because when Bagpuss wakes up... All his friends wake up. All the things up. wake up. And when Bagpuss goes to sleep, all his friends go to sleep. Because they live in his mind. Is that what that's saying? Well, the mice are just carvings on an organ, aren't they? Yeah. Professor Yaffle's a bookend. Yeah, I love them. Well, I'd like to talk to Oliver Postgate, the maker of Bagpuss. Is he still... Alive? Yeah, he does the voices. Don't think nothing but an old truth. Yes, <laughs> you've got to get him. Not just for the voices, but for the whole what philosophy. It's 13 episodes. Yeah. And that's it, all there is. It seems as well that like, the motivation behind Bagpuss is let's make a beautiful work of art rather than let's just fill up some TV. Isn't it? Bright colours for kids. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. It's a lovely thing. All right, shall I go on that other radio show over there? Yeah, but, um, you know, the technical side of things here isn't great, so isn't it? We may never see you again. Oh, God. <laughs> see, I could go through the looking glass now. Also, Nick Philp's radio producer, try and get Noel Gallagher on the blower. Oh, yeah, we, we find it hard to make phone calls, don't we, it we'll seems. We're going to London. We're going oh, right, to punch David Mitchell through to London. David Mitchell from Peep Show will be coming on the show a little Hello, bit later, London. perhaps. And then I'll... But now, I want to go over there with uh, Dikey. Is that going to work? Yeah, of course it'll work, right? So we'll stick on a record, and then when we come back from the record, I'll be on Isle of Wight Radio, the uh, Alex Dyke soul show, won't I? If I was in the Isle of Wight, I'd switch over to Isle of Wight Radio from Radio 2. And then and go back again? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be mad, it'd be wouldn't mind it? He's going to knock people's socks off. But what, then I'll just do one link over there, because they probably play loads of music, unlike on our show, where music interrupts senseless babbling <laughs> when it's allowed to. Matt, should we put on a record? What do you want to put on, mate? Um, what's Let's that? play something of Ike's son, David Ike's lad. Come okay, on. Chuck it over here, then. And then we'll say, then... It's on this one. What, this one? Helen Keller. Helen Keller? She was to do with a Profumo affair. You're part of the conspiracy yourself, no, David she Ike! Wasn't. She was deaf, dumb and blind. Who was? Helen Keller. Was she? Oh, I'm thinking of Christine Keeler. Nonetheless, <laughs> they're all filthy bunch, the whole lot of them. Deaf, dumb and blind, I wonder why. You know, probably from carrying on, how's your father? Right, you're sticking that on. What, which, what track which do you track? want to listen to? Which not, which... <clears throat> We're just choosing a track from David Icke's Lads Band to play now. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. That's the track, is it, we're going to play, or is that the band? Third Tel Aviv. Song. Right, here we go. This is David Icke's Lad. Helen Keller's the name of the band. What's it called? She was a blind activist. Blind activist. I would not trust a blind activist. <laughs> you must be cautious there. If you've got an activist, you want them to have a bloody good look round before they do any activating. 
Right, you ready, Matthew? Yes, here we go. Right, and I'm going to F off over there, Isle of Wight Radio, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Okay, right, I'll go over there, and then next thing's from there. Will you be able to... I won't be able to hear you or anything, will I, Matt? No, you've just got to go with them. Be, be on a radio, radio show. show. Like, what just could be simpler? Bear us in mind. I'll be totally bearing you in mind. Pin pin him. I will pin pin <laughs> that man so hard. I'm going to pin pin him down his peel. He'll be the pin pin in of a generation. You need to know a soul song because you've got to. Make what a... shall I select? Otis Redding. Otis Redding. What hard one? To hard to handle. Hard to handle. Hard to handle. Alex Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> what should we listen to now? We're going to listen to. Oh, David Icke's lad. Yeah. In his band, Tel Helen Aviv Keller. By Helen Tel Keller. Aviv. Here it is. Here Keller. it is. Great Good link, Matthew. You'll be fine. Oh, you're not going to believe this. You are not going to believe. Are we on air? I don't think so. Someone just tell me if we're on. Are you getting the output? Are you getting this? this All right. How? Are you feeling this? Are the bits Hello, of... I'm Russell Brand. We're we're in a mystery location <laughs> with Alex Dyke. Alex, do some output. This is your show. Oh, my God. You're not going to believe this. Uh, Russell Brand has just joined me on the Alex Dyke Soul Show. Big jump, big star in the studio. And just as we were going to go on air, someone flicked a switch and it all went... <laughs> Which is a bit like my career. I think your career is going to go from strength to strength, Alex. Because, to tell you the truth, I've been watching you through the window from where I've been doing my show. I've never seen broadcasting like it, and I've seen some of the best. I've seen Wogan, he broadcasts with his top off. I've seen Chris <laughs> Evans, he does a lot of things with his trousers down. The pair of them, they're like a, they're like a yin and yang, Wogan, and oh, a <laughs> pair of them. So is everything, everything's working now on your I radio don't know. show. We're on air, are right? So the Alex Dyke Soul Show's on air. Of course, the BBC never goes off the air, does it? Of course it doesn't. That's part of our duty. Now, I'm just a guest on your show. It, so I've not got no real obligations. So I'd like to use this as a platform to express some of my new views about the family of George Bush, no, President no, 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 no. of the United States. Listen. My mate David Icke! No, 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 no. My I... mate Icke told me sank! No, 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 listen. I've had David Icke on my show before. He's good, isn't he? He's good, but he's dangerous. And with all your lawyers, that's okay for you. But me, I'm just a, I'm just a small guy, you know, small town this. DJ. Don't let George Bush Sr. babysit <laughs> under any circumstances. <laughs> No, no, Even no. if he comes round, they go, I will babysit for very low price. I'll do babysitting 50 pence an hour. Just go, no, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth the egg grow, Alex. I like David Icke, but he scares me because all the good with like all him. the he's stuff over he there. Says. I can see him. He's still in our studio. Hold on a minute. There's just a big 12-foot lizard. He's transformed. <laughs> the whole thing was a coup. We trusted you, Ikey. We trusted you. <laughs> Do you like soul music? There's nothing I like more, Alex Dyke, than a bit of soul of an evening. I settle down, I listen to a bit of Otis Redding, then I just fall asleep again. I like soul music, of course I do. Motown, that would fall under the general yeah, banner. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's I like soul, it. What, what CDs? What soul CD? Have you got any soul CDs in I your car? I don't have CDs anymore, granddad. This is the age of the download. We're the number one podcast in the country. I don't own a CD. If I saw a CD, I'd smash it up as being an antiquated object from the past. What's this? That looks to me like a penny farthing, is it? <laughs> a, a black licorice disc, Alex. What's it? Is this is the sort of thing that it's so old-fashioned that it would make George Bush Sr. be sick. You'd just think, oh, what an aged, horrible thing. Whereas a young thing, like a download, blimey, that'd get him going. <laughs> look, 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 look. This is my phone, right? Look at my phone. Oh, you've got an iPhone. I've got an iPhone. Other phones are available. And uh, on my iPhone... <laughs> I've got uh, downloads, no. I've got an iPod, I've no, got song music on there. Mind you, you are up to date, aren't you? Why have you got that gas attendant shirt on? You've got <laughs> it's a... his day job! <laughs> ah! This, now... look, read that. 
Elvis. I love Elvis Presley. This is the this is an Elvis workshop, and he used to work for Crown Electric. Okay. He used to drive trucks. Stick to driving a truck, because he was it, famously told in Memphis. Yeah, wasn't but he? this isn't his original one. Of course not. You couldn't afford Elvis's actual shirt. Well, Elvis what's his could name? only just afford it, and he was a millionaire from all his records, <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah, but didn't Frank Spencer? Uh, not Frank Spencer. Frank not Skinner. Frank Spencer. He, Frank Spencer was a bungling idiot. Yeah. If he'd been driving a truck, he'd have careered no, off the side Frank... of the road. Oh, it'd have been awful. Didn't Frank mm, Skinner? <laughs> you ain't nothing but. Dog. <laughs> That's what Frank Spencer would say, Alex. Didn't Frank Skinner buy Elvis's shirt, spend about 12 grand on a shirt, and then find out it didn't belong to the king of rock and roll? It he used to belong to Jason that. King or someone else. He found out that actually what he bought was just a handful of magic beans. But he planted them in his garden and grew a great big mighty beanstalk. Up the top of there was a lovely giant. All this output's going out on my Radio 2 show, you know, Alex. Yeah, I've never had such a big audience, it's Russell. It's nice, isn't it? Our radio, all our Radio 2 people are listening now because I've s come over here, I've scarred over in a mystery location because we can't tell people on your radio show where we are. Can no, we? because if we do, then people will come to the studio I'll and say, probably. I'll shoot me. not tell anyone white. You can't admit to that. I'll never white admit where David Icke lived to white you. Why can't you tell people where you are? Because it's, it's a mystery. If I told people, you know what happened to that Radio One DJ Tim Westwood? Someone shot him. People Tim Westwood is a big friend of mine. <laughs> Tim Westwood, this is going out for you. Wee! I like being a guest here. Look at my boobs. <laughs> Take a good look at them, Dikey, because it's the last you'll see of these babies. Why would I want to look at your boobs, Russell? Oh, you sucking that. While he's saying it, he's got his oh, teeth clamped to my nipple. Take your finger out of there. Look, you I'm... are worse than the entire Bush family put together. <laughs> I've got my 16-year-old daughter here. Do you mind? Very naive of you to bring her. Very naive. <laughs> now, listen, I, I was talking to a lady today, and uh, I, I realised something about Russell Brand after talking to a few people this week about you, because I heard a rumour you'd be coming in. And my daughter here is 16, the lovely Dolly. Say hello, Dolly. Hi. Now, hello, she, Dolly. she's a big, big fan of yours, and so are all the gang at her school. Good but, but I've heard all... about gangs at schools. Stamp down on it! But they all like you, don't they? The, 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 the people that came to my house today, they were a little bit older than me in their early 40s. They love you, the mums love you, everybody loves you. I think it's because I uh, emanate light of goodness from within me and I want a revolution. I want peace and love to be everywhere. This is my motivating force, that and my huge, giant, stinking ego. But you're, you're, you're rude, but the, the, they still love you. But these are primal urges. We're all after a bit of how's your father, aren't we, deep down, really? It's just it's not an expression of anything other than pure things given to us by the universe, the old the old, ooh, ah! I mean, I won't do a full mime in front of your daughter no. because you'll lose her forever. You know, in a few years' time, when she goes into the uh, well, because my age bracket, as you know, is eight people aged between eighteen and death. That's my <laughs> target audience. Anyone before, and even in special cases, we will look at corpses. You oh, know, I'm sake. mucking about. This is your radio show. Control your guests, Alex Dyke. For God's sake, you're what? Listen, if the George Bush Senior was here, he'd have put me over his knee for that. No, 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 no. Listen, you are not as dangerous as David Icke. No? Not yet, but I don't know, you're getting there. I, I don't want to tempt you. to be a filthy lizard man. How about that for a <laughs> bit of risky radio? You are what? I think that you're a skeleton. Oh, do you remember He-Man? He-Man? This is a reminder. Yeah. By the power of Grayskull! <laughs> Listeners, bear in mind that I'm revealing my boobs on this mystery location where you can get different coloured sands and put it in a glass. <laughs>
What am I going to do with him? Alex Dyke, I've got to go back to my radio show now. People listening to me on Radio 2, this is what the revolution will be like. I'll take over all radio stations. It'll be brilliant. I mean, you know, I'm just a guest, but that's why I've been so cheeky and saucy. I'm going to dash back over there to the Radio 2 listeners. Alex, I've enjoyed being on your show enormously. You're a very fine gentleman. You've been complimentary and flattering. And if there weren't certain broadcasting laws, I would kiss you so hard and not on the mouth. Oh, that might my daughter's night. Thank you very much. Let's hear it for Russell Brand, everyone. <laughs> I've never had guests. I've never, I don't even get people to make oh, me well, tea. It's ready and uh, uh, too hard to handle in honour of David Icke and all of us here, because we are hard to handle. All right, well, I'll get some on. I've got to do some PP Arnold. <laughs> Dirty devil, I've got to do some PP myself. <laughs> All right, this is first cut. Bye-bye, Russell. Do you know, I don't even get anyone up here to make me a cup of tea on a Saturday night. This place is packed. First cut is the deepest by OPP watching. P.P. Arnold. P.P. Arnold. P.P. Arnold. So, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't I naughty on that show? God. What, Matthew? It's worse having you as a guest, isn't it? Yeah, because there's no restraint. Poor man. He was lovely, actually. Why can't he admit where he is, though? He can't admit he's on the Isle of Wight for some reason. <laughs> I think it's because he's a tax exile <laughs> and a known pervert. <laughs> I think these are the reasons that make him a sort of, he's a, few, a refugee, isn't he? He's a fugitive, he's on the run for crime he didn't commit. He's like the O-team a little bit, you know. Um, I've got some pretty big questions about life. Hold on a minute, let me read this first. Russell, why are you going all posh shooting? Is this what a revolutionary would do? Of course it is. You have to shoot people to win the revolution. This is a peaceful Gandhian revolution like old Ikey wants. But not the Brandian revolution. We'll be taking pot shots at anyone who will listen we will pretty good aim i got and all so uh, yeah i know it does sound a bit posh but there's no reason why it should be in fact uh, you know anyone can go shooting if they like especially after the revolution where bullets will be cheaper so uh, dear boys says uh, sorry about that it's probably a stupid thing to say this is from rebecca starrick why are the pigeon community singled out to be shot what about clay squirrels or clay salamanders why persecute the pigeons i believe it's because they're dirty with dusty little wings matt what have you got there i've got a piece of paper that says mitchell is here Matthew Morgan is holding his hands a piece of paper that says Mitchell is here. It can only mean that David Mitchell is on the line. Uh, David, are you there? Hello. Oh, no. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do any of you even know David Mitchell? Is it, I don't think you've met him. Yeah, that's David Mitchell, isn't it? David? Hello. David I, this is the voice of him. Hello. <laughs> the, the voice of David Mitchell. Hello, mate. Are you okay? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? That's weird. You're coming out. You're not in the cans. You're in our. You're in the sh studio. Um, thank you very. Thank you very much for coming on the radio show. I'm. I'm very well. Thank you. Although it was disconcerting because we've thrown to you several times, and on each occasion been met with either an eerie silence or a ringtone, which does always feel like an insult on a radio show. Now, right, right. David Mitchell, and it goes. Mm, <laughs> like that, it? There wasn't a noise I personally make it, but I, no, you know, I live no, very I near, live near, near a pylon, so that was probably right. why. <laughs> that that can, can create problems, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, initially, yeah, I thought, yeah. aha, David Mitchell has taken this opportunity to become a phone jacker-style prankster and <laughs> hurt our feelings. Then I, I thought about just how unlikely that would be. David, we've been doing uh, sort of like country pursuits here on the Isle of Wight, shooting clay pigeons. I went horse oh, right, riding. Right. Are you the sort of gentleman that indulges in that kind of thing? I've, n I've never fired a, a proper gun. I'm, I'm in fact, I, used to, I was frightened as a child playing Russian roulette with a cat gun because you can definitely damage your inner ear doing that. Yeah, so no, that is I, I, I fear the bullet. I, I prefer yeah. the, the, the sarcastic remark as a form of rebuke to other living organisms. Much, much Thank you. That's it. You've done it. Sorry, oh, David. Can you hear me? I can now, but before, like, you... Like, I can't really hear you now. Right, you, right, now you can't hear me? 
No, well, I can now. Then I... Right, I'll talk quite loud. This show is pursued by Whispering Bob Harris, right? And what I had was murmuring David Mitchell for yep, a couple yep. of minutes there. And again, I know it's not your fault. You couldn't hear me then. I was talking all that gold and you didn't get any of it. <laughs> I did hear quite a lot of the gold. I heard the thing about the cap gun and a fear of bullets. But then I began yep, to yep. frantically panic because it just it talked like it sounded like you were talking through a cloud. There are millions of people listening to essentially technical difficulties, and unless they're interested in the ins and outs of how radio works technically, that's, that's right. not good. This has become a radio workshop. <laughs> yeah. In, in a way, David. And I'm, I'm glad of your contributions. You've been enormously helpful, you know, for pirate radio and uh, to wannabes all, all over the nation. We're, well, we're showing that it's not as easy as it sounds. We really Let have demonstrated. It looks because you can't see a thing. Yeah, because in your mind's eye, literally anything at all could be happening, couldn't it? Yeah, it could yeah. They could be imagining, like, uh, I like to think of that fairy tale quite often where mice assist a cobbler in the dead of night. Do you know of that? No, no. no. Well, there's a fairy, well, there's a fairy tale. There's a cobbler. He's under a great deal of pressure to get some shoes made. He can't do it. The mice in the shop, feeling empathy for the cobbler, fulfil an order. Now, now that's, that's elves, mate, mate, not mice. They're elves? Yeah, mice can't make shoes. <laughs> mice are terrible. They haven't got opposable bits of paw or anything. Right, I mean, as well-meaning well though mice are, they, they yeah. can't help in a career crisis, whereas elves... <laughs> so you're saying in a career crisis, don't ever turn to a mouse or any rodent? Only for, you know, sympathy. But, right. you know, not actual concrete help or shoemaking. <laughs> it could give you a, a pick-me-up. It might go, you know, go on, I'm sure things will work out, but it won't ever help you make, a, for example, a shoe. Exactly. They can say, look, we've always believed in you, we know you'll work your way through it. But Yeah. But if you go, well, could you back that up, perhaps, by stitching this sole on, that's where the mouse will disintegrate. Depressing to watch them try. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing more heartbreaking than watching the incompetent struggle on, as the engineers in this studio will testify <laughs> now. It's like watching a giraffe try and work out a tax return. <laughs> Be horrible. Even though its lovely eyelashes do sexualise the giraffe and its elegant neck, don't they? I, I've never I've seen never a seen giraffe as any more sexualised than the other mammals, mammals but, but well, I bow to your, your greater sensitivity to such things. <laughs> well, David, that, do you not think that certain animals immediately have a gender that you would apply to them? And, and I think a giraffe is a good example, or a flamingo. It's very hard to think of a gruff male flamingo yobbing its way around a council estate kicking over bins, no? Do you think it's, the, it's the, pinkness? the pinkness? Is that what you're saying? saying? And the slender legs? But they're, they're not sort of slender legs like a supermodel's legs, are they? They're, they're positively knobbly. They're more like Bash Street Kids knobbly than, <laughs> you know, than sexy like, slender. I suppose so, but so you think that you could, you can envisage a masculine, a masculine flamingo? Uh, yeah, sort of, yeah, maybe slightly camp, but masculine. Right. What about a chimpanzee? I find it very difficult to think of a feminine chimpanzee. Like, so when those PG tips, other teas are available, monkeys were on, and one of them was being a woman... I didn't really like it, because I thought, <laughs> I, that can't be a woman chimp, because it's... Oh, yeah, I'm with you there. A, a chimp in a dress looks like a tranny, which is odd, <laughs> considering chimps shouldn't wear clothes of either gender. But hold, don't you don't think either gender? No, I, I think like, chimps shouldn't. It's, I don't want to see a chimp wearing clothes. They're not hold comfortable. On. What about if it's a lovely little schoolboy with a toffee apple? <laughs> no, it's wrong. Oh. I don't want to think of a schoolboy with that much hair.
What about then Jimmy uh, Cranky, like him? Is that wrong? <clears throat> Is that wrong? I don't, I don't know if that's... That might be wrong. It was very successful. It worked, didn't it? So there's, uh, there must have been something appealing about it. There was but something have... in society that, that, that needed that. But there was a whole... I... We all craved inwardly that uh, Jimmy Cranky to succeed as a character. Yeah, what we want is a small woman dressed as a schoolboy being sort of cheeky, sitting on her husband's knee. Yeah, That's what we Britain want that. needed then. <laughs> it was, you know, trying to work its way out of the yoke of trade unionism. But uh, I don't In think In a way, they stewarded now. us through that difficult time, didn't they? <laughs> it was a very difficult time for all of us. Yeah. Do you think that the Crankies ever allowed their act to bleed into their private life? And I use the verb bleed deliberately. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. I'll take I, that bit back. That was uncalled for. I apologise. I think, um, I think they did, I'm afraid. <laughs> Thank you, David. You I think things it. happened in hotel rooms on tour that, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a downbeat note, I know, but <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, David, you must have come on our show for a reason. Does it mean that there's something that you must say for professional reasons? Is there something that you should buy? But no, I'm not particularly plugging. No, no, no. I, was, I was just asked on, you know. Oh, I'd be thank nice. you for coming. I, I'm nice. in a programme called Jam and Jerusalem at the moment. Watch Jam and Jerusalem. Where's it on? It's a, uh, it's a sitcom on BBC One. Um, and I'm in it along with lots of people who are much better known than me, like uh, that... Trenton Saunders and I know uh, that. Is... You're with Sue someone Johnson with dreadlocks. Is that where and you it's are very there? Good. So... It... You've got a bit You're... muffled again now. Can you hear Sorry. me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly well at All this right. stage. This... Good. I'm much not more talking about the technical ins and outs of the process. It's probably you... boring listeners. No, no, it's not. People like it. It's postmodern. But you've got to let it go now, David, because everyone's okay. settled down. But before, when I was surrounded with frantic activity, now people are just sat around. David Icke looks quite tense, but he, <laughs> he could go off at any moment. We've learned to accept that. It's, I'm grateful for every second you don't snatch the microphone and bellow something about Prince Philip being a lizard, to tell you the <laughs> truth. Oh, no, he's coming towards me. Last week, he just turned up, bold as brass, David, on our radio show, quite casually announced, as if it were no matter, that George Bush seen is a paedophile in his view. Oh, right. I, I wonder I if you'd like to get dragged into this legal quagmire. I'm in that opinion, but I'm no expert. No, I know, it's good. Can you, have you got any other, like, David Icke is here now. I wonder if you've got any other contentious things you could say now that I can get David Mitchell involved in, David Icke. Don't you look at me like that, you lovely man. He's looking at me with his arms folded like a disappointed uncle. <laughs> when it was you that come on here causing all this bother, and now me, David Mitchell, being very professional. We were talking about elves and mice, not <laughs> calling former presidents nonces, left, right and centre. Yes, say something controversial for us. We do like it that we're just lifting up David Icke's mic. It's called the hot mic, so David Mitchell. Uh, David Mitchell, David Icke, hello, hello. Hello, David. Hello, hi. All right, mate. Ah, lovely, I'm the good, two thanks. Dangers. Are you going to say something uh, contentious? Yeah, he is now, David. Well, it's something okay. contentious, but of course, backed up by the, by the research and the information. We've got someone running for president in America called Hillary Clinton. Yes. And uh, she's uh, um, well wanting to be the, the, the leader of America Well, uh, and be a change from Bush. Well, the, the Clinton family and the Bush family are extremely close. Oh, I can hear myself now. But extremely uh, close, were long before uh, even Clinton became president in 92. And one of the things they did was uh, run drugs through something called the MENA airstrip in Arkansas Brilliant. as part of the Iran-Contra uh, scandal. 
and uh, they uh, made a fortune out of uh, out of this drug running operation, which I detail in detail um, in my uh, in my books. It's good you don't detail it vaguely in your book, otherwise. The, no, the... I don't do it vaguely. I do it in great detail. <laughs> um, Detailed detail. Right. So okay, they ran. Right. So hold on, just for me to put it into a quick capsule form, the Clintons and the Bushes ran drugs. During the yeah, because what, what re reason it was at the Mena airstrip in Arkansas is at the time uh, Clinton was uh, governor for Arkansas. That's why it was done through there, and the two families did it together. There were others as well, but they were fundamentally involved bringing drugs out of South America into America through right. Mena airstrip. Got it, got it. Now Peep Show and Jam and Jerusalem star David Mitchell. Let's drag you into that. What are your views, David? My, Mitchell? my views about the conspiracy between the Bushes and the Clintons to run drugs. Yes, please. Well, I'm, I'm afraid I can't really uh, comment on it because it's a conspiracy I'm actually in on. <laughs> um, um, you know, unfair of me to talk about my colleagues. It will but, be, uh, wouldn't it? And unprofessional. I had thought so, actually. David Mitchell, is in, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the evidence, Peep Show, he's spying on us. Mm. That Mitchell and Webb sound, that's the sound of a conspiracy happening. Do you see, the clues are there if we look hard enough for him. David Mitchell, I intuitively, whilst not knowing you particularly well, think of you as a delightful man. Uh, oh, thank you. I think it's because you seem like you live in a lovely life where you're all sort of cuddly. Is that so? Or as you is now becoming clear, a vicious conspirator? Uh, I, there's, there's a level of cuddliness, but like a badly made toy, there are sharp edges within. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely, isn't it? Um, also, what's that other thing? Oh, yeah, you sort of live a quiet sort of bachelory style life, or are you in love with someone? I, I live a bachelory sort of miserable, lonely existence, yes. But, you, you know, know, I have myself to cuddle. And yeah. I'm not talking about masturbation. No, no, <laughs> good Lord, no. Um, <laughs> you, uh, do you want me to ask more about that on this show? Because, of course, we've spent the, most of the last hour saying unspeakable things about our beloved leaders. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, David... once you've got the whole legal machinery of the elder Bush uh, working against you, then the odd reference to uh, mm. masturbation is just going to go unnoticed, yeah. isn't it? It's unlikely that tomorrow morning when I receive my dressing down, they say, you said that George Bush Senior was a paedophile again after being chastised for it last week. And also, David Mitchell made a reference to masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen, will it? We're right as rain. Everything's going to be OK, I think. The, All right, the, then. The two scandals will probably cancel each other out. <laughs> In a way, yeah, those two negatives will become a glorious positive. Yeah. David, uh, thank you very much for coming on our radio show, David Mitchell. David, well, thank I, you for having me. Thank you, you're an absolutely lovely man. We'll Cheers, watch David. that jam in Jerusalem. And I, I watched all them Peep Show DVDs very recently, even though I watched them when they was actually on the telly, and I love them. I love them very dearly. I like that church one where Jez wets himself up on that balcony. I like it when you pull that pheasant's head off. And have you, so, hold on, I know you were saying that thing about cap guns at the beginning. Have you never, it been, like, because me, I'm vegetarian, staunchly vegetarian, right, sort of woolly type of character, liberal, etc., etc. Uh, but, like, when I was firing this gun yesterday, I did think, bloody hell, the power, the awesome some power and I had to be restrained at one point because I fancied shooting the bloke that was pulling the clays, you know, a fella from the village. Uh, have you ever felt the awesome power of weaponry and thought, well, Christ, my morality's gone out the window? David Mitchell. <laughs> David, is he gone? Oh, no. He's <laughs> David Mitchell. What really breaks my heart is he's probably answering that question somewhere. <laughs> David Mitchell was a wonderful guest there. He deserved a better goodbye. <laughs> and, and, and there he goes. That was David. We can only speculate as to how he would have responded to that rather long-winded question. Okay, so, Matthew, should we put some music on yeah, that? Yeah, let's here? listen to Jimi Hendrix. 
Oh, yeah, what, live from the Isle of Wight? Like, we're live from the Isle of Wight. No. He's oh, not live from the Isle no, of Wight. No, but he once was. He and once, that's what's important. The important thing here is he was once live from the Isle of Wight. So that's, yeah, that's enough of a link, isn't it? Yes. Right, well, should we do that then? Can I go and work for Alex Dyke? <laughs> <laughs> Dyke wouldn't have ya! He wouldn't have ya! <laughs> you were last five minutes over there. over there in Dykey's little nest. Well, let me tell you what happened while I was over there. Someone pressed the wrong button and the whole studio went into darkness. The whole thing collapsed, right? So that's one thing that happened. Another bit, it was, was just... Was it you? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> Don't worry, Dykey, I'm a pro. <laughs> yeah, Dykey, I know I'll about... I'll drive my own desk. <laughs> <laughs> I know about all these buttons. They're just like jelly beans, really, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I'll touch them all at once. Give us a cuddle. What should we listen to? Jimi Hendrix, Fire. Fire! Russell is out of the studio. More unprofessionalism, technical difficulties. Here he is doing up his flies. <laughs> I just done a little wee way. Wait, are you, are you, oh, oh, that sounds mental. Uh, can you do the levels of my earphones? Hello, you listen to Russell Brand on Radio Two. We're live from the Isle of Wight. Nice that one, was Jimi Hendrix. Much later. That's horrible. Make it a little bit quieter. Thank you very much. This is again continuing the workshop theme that David Mitchell mentioned. We have got two authoritarian figures that may or may not be reptilians at this stage. It's impossible for me to tell, gentlemen. Can you a little midway split the difference and that's lovely. Gentlemen, could you give me your identities, please? I'm sir. Roger Mazilius, Chairman of the Isle of Wight Council. You dirty devil. <laughs> and you, sir? David Langford, High Sheriff. Roger and David, you're, so you're, you're the, what are your jobs then? What do you do, Roger? Well, I'm the civic head of the Isle of Wight Council. And you're much more of a shouter than David. <laughs> David, what do you do? I keep an eye on law and order on mm. the Isle of Wight. How's it going? Reasonably. <laughs> <laughs> what, is there a bit of law-breaking going on? Oh, yeah, a little well, bit, here and there. Could I just tell you that over the last 48 hours, I've witnessed that gentleman sat there at that desk, Matt Morgan, set Hello. off a fire Hello. extinguisher, illegally, jumped... Not in public. Uh, he jumped off a onto, into a swimming pool while it was still covered, and uh, also in town earlier, he smashed in a shop window. <laughs> so... Well, that's all pretty small stuff, because you've just come out of the ladies. Yeah, I have to. Oh. <laughs> that's not that bad, is it? What it were their names? <laughs> 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 one was called Rita. <laughs> and the other one couldn't speak anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I have just emerged from some ladies' lavatories. Come on, Matthew. You gentlemen, is there a lot of tension between you? Is there a power struggle at the, at the top of the Isle of Wight hierarchy? No, we, uh, we're, we're completely separate components of that hierarchy, we get on very, very well. You said that as if it was well prepared. <laughs> uh, totally unscripted, as you know. Sounds like a conspiracy. David Eichel gets to the bottom of this. David, then, can we trust these two gentlemen? Uh, well, uh, the, the Freemasons are very, very big on the other way. Uh-oh, Freemasons, oh, Illuminati, whoop, whoop, conspiracy, don't trust... Are you lot Freemasons? No. No. They are. Freemasons, are, <laughs> I think they're quite nice. They only do an handshake. That's if we say make. yes, then you'll know we mean no. Yeah, I, whatever right you on. say, well, we've already decided to not trust you. Now, let's have a look at, not like, you know, you seem like lovely gentlemen, but in a sort of, you know, in the context of our show, we're a bit cheeky. We don't. So, look, here's some things that are going on in the Isle of Wight just lately from your Isle of Wight paper. Either of you two in here? Look, no. This week? Not this week. Oh, looking, what, David, you are? Oh, I am, yeah. What have you been up to? I've been giving swords away. <laughs> giving swords away is an odd way to describe a spree of senseless sword-related stabbings <laughs> up and down the beach done by Privy Councillor Saucy Dave, <laughs> as it's known. <laughs> now, why? Where's no, your sword? No, Show no, us no. then. You've got the wrong bit. 
Well, you can say it's the wrong bit, David, but it was the bit that I was touching, you know. I mean, I didn't... Number two. God, show us what number to the second bit. We've got the Weekender there. We've got the uh, this bit of the Isle of Wight thing. <laughs> Which bit are you in, giving away swords? Tell us I'm what you mean. Yeah. Who are you giving swords to, David? Oh, a, a chap in the uh, Army Cadet Force. You're giving him swords? I give him a one. So what, on what basis? Because he's a good guy. <laughs> Is that how you reward Absolutely. good guys? Absolutely. Give all good guys swords. Give him a sword. Yeah. This initiative could lead to bloodshed. It on, could. On this bonkers little island. <laughs> right, so do you want to use this as a platform to promote the Isle of Wight, or would you rather chastise Matt Morgan, the villainous wrecker of swimming pool covers and fire extinguishers? I think he looks a pretty nice guy. I am a nice guy, actually. Criminal and this, damage, was uh, it, this afternoon? Criminal I didn't actually do that. He made that up. And oh. he's a grass. <laughs> <laughs> you've had a lovely time, Russell, haven't you? You're having a lovely time, so we're so thrilled that you've come here. Thank you. I've had a nice time. You're quite bullying you, aren't you, Roger? <laughs> like the way you use your voice to berate me and everything. I like you. You're like a lovely couple of uncles. But like, I'd, if, if he was over for Christmas, I'd feel nervous. Not would, you, a, would you think what, you're a lovely sort of nephew of ours, then? Because we'd be quite happy with that. Well, yeah. I'm up for that relationship. You're like, I remember a couple of Howl and Pace characters called The Management, that, and they were both called Ron. They craned into each other, much like you are. They were based loosely on the craze. And you are like a version of that, but made of fuzzy felt. That's, that's how I feel. Lovely, glorious, fuzzy felt gangsters. Uh, I would like to have you as uncles, yeah, but, you know, I'd, I'd like to know what that would involve. Is, that, uh, is there anything you want to say uh, to promote this lovely little island paradise of yours? It is a paradise. Mm. We love it. It's got sun, sea, sand and other things beginning with X that you will appreciate. But most of all, it's such a friendly, happy, beautiful island. It has been friendly and happy. Low it's crime been... rate. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> At the moment. Do you... I'll be going home soon. Yeah, there's going to be a massive spike in the crime rate figures of this island. When Matt Morgan visits, look at that. Look at all the... But of course, better than having George Bush on the island, you know. Senior. One, oh, yeah, certainly his senior. poor haunted son. <laughs> <laughs> that poor boy, groping his way through life, never really knowing or understanding. Is it so... Excuse me, there's not any dispute between you two. You get on just fine. Absolutely. All right. He knows his place. Oh. Oh, lots of sexual tension. The thing is, Russell, he has got the sword. Yes, of course, yes. That's going to keep you in it's your place. It's a great leveller. The sword is very much a leveller. I see that now in your relationship. Well, look, you seem like a lovely couple of fellas, but I can't keep talking to you endlessly. We've got to wrap up our radio show. So why don't we applaud these bold administrators of the Isle of Wight and then elbow aside brave administrators of Isle of Wight oh wait is it time for G now is it nearly the end of the show David, Roger, get out of G's way, for God's sake. We're on air. This is BBC Radio 2. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show. We've got five minutes. But before the end of this show, why don't we see how Mr G will summarise this hour and a half of lunacy. Mr G, part of the show. It's been a crazy one. It's been odd, isn't it? Yeah. This poem is called Island Life. They say that no man is an island except within the streams of their mind. From extinguished fires to undistinguished desires, yet it will seem that you'll find. But if we could climb every mountain and take a sip from the fountain of power that devours, we'll have a new king who'll start shouting. We're going down the wrong road. So let's all go down to map modes. It's a quiet little place until the owner's shotgun unloads. Water surrounds us, confuses and confounds us, containing both the tranquility of peace or of a storm that astounds us. Reuniting back to the soul and reuniting an Ike Dyke patrol, evolving a gallop from a canter to break all forms of control. Sometimes I'm inclined to believe that this show is but a jumbled up dream. Maybe this world will start to make sense when Bagpuss awakes from his sleep. Woo! Yeah! Woo!
podcasting that was. Oh, Matthew, we've had a lovely time here on the Isle of Wight, ain't we? It's wonderful, actually. What about when we've been followed around by the paparazzi? That's been unusual. Oh, God, yeah. When mm. we were shooting and they wanted to take a photo of you with a gun in your hand. Yeah, I didn't want to be photographed with a gun in my hand. I thought, that's going to come back to haunt me during the revolution. We don't want that out there. So, um, what about, as well, when that, that... man said, get off my That land. was lovely. We were getting followed and this proper lovely farmer turned, like, whose land we were on, doing that, shooting off clays, things that have never been alive, shooting them legitimately. He came over and we go, so there's paparazzi, they're following us. And, and, he, and he goes, right! Got on his tractor, went over to me, get off my effing land! Probably said it like how someone would, good, didn't they? In the Lovely. It's to the see sort of thing that normally on. would have been said to us. Yeah. So he, we were backed up by him. We trailer. were. That's yeah, that was lovely to know that. And then we had a little ride on the back of his tractor, didn't we? We were like little suck ups, weren't we? <laughs> we were. Jolly good. We all went a bit posh. And did pin, that. pin, pin, pin. Had tea and biscuits. Off didn't we, we go. Lodge. No bird. <laughs> oh, yeah, we learned all the phrases. Paul, no bird. Get off my effing land. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. It was lovely bit of time we've had here on this island. Yeah. I can only recommend it for an holiday, but what I will say is if you do come, don't attend with a drunken yob who's very likely to smash up his immediate, your immediate environment in the small hours. You all right? Is there anything you want to apologise for? Oh, don't for? come with a boring sort of old uncle figure <laughs> striding around a mansion in his corduroy. <laughs> it's been a lovely little holiday in a mansion, isn't it, really? Right, OK, shall we wrap up the show? How much time is there left to go? Two minutes? Right, get icon. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, David, David, David. Yes, you, mate. Have you enjoyed being our guest? Oh, it's lovely. What a laugh. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Did Mad, you, crazy. Just did, what we want. Did you like it when I was in that other bit? Oh, yeah. You know earlier when Brilliant. you sh- round our house and you said that the uh, the establishment don't like mavericks, right? Because mavericks can uh, cause revolutions. <laughs> I thought you might have meant me. Did you mean me? Because <laughs> well, I'm such a maverick. You, you, are, you are a classic maverick. And, you know, I've got a simple philosophy which would change the world, which is do what you like so long as you don't impose it on anyone else. Mm. That's freedom. That's nice. Do what you like as long as you don't do what thou wilt. That's uh, what old Alistair Crowley said a bit and all, isn't it? Not do, really. Not, not really. Not, not really. No? Not, he wasn't coming from where I'm coming from. Do what you like so long as you don't impose on anyone else. In other words, let everyone be themselves so long as they don't make other people be the same if they don't want to. Mm. Freedom. Freedom. So quite a nice philosophy from David Icke. I liked it, but it's a bit more fun when you stray into the dangerous waters. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want. I've got lots of dangerous uh, dangerous areas. I know you have. I yeah. touched your bottom earlier. My hand nearly exploded. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. <laughs> the delightful character. Good when I was in there as well, wasn't it, on that other radio show? I caused the Alex, Alex is a character. He's a great island character. Yeah, terrific. He does seem like that. He's sat there now, though, reclining, exposed. Wasn't, it's not like his genitalia is literally exposed, but he looks like a really confident gorilla, doesn't he? <laughs> sort of leaning back in his studio. But he denies that he's from the Isle of Wight. He does deny it. Why don't he admit that he's from the Isle and of the Wight? the mayor and the high sheriff were here, I'm sure they'd want to take issue with that. I think the mayor and the high sheriff should go in there and washing machine him about his <laughs> studio floor. <laughs> Give him such a kicking. <laughs> Give him some rough justice. That's what that man needs, for heaven's sake. Right then, we nearly finished the radio show. Right, what a wonderful show it's been. Thank you, everyone, who's been joining us for this live Isle of the White show. David Icke, you've been fantastic. Thank, Thank you. you for bringing Woo-hoo! your message of peace and confusing <laughs> ideas combined in a heady cocktail. Thank you, Privy Councillor Roger, and another lovely fella, David. Sheriff. But I didn't shoot the deputy. Thank you, all of you. Thanks for your messages, Mr G. What a wonderful poem. Thank you, David Mitchell. Isn't he lovely? Love Oh, don't you? I'm going to give him such a little cuddle. I want to cuddle him a bit too hard, don't you? Pull him in too tight. I like, I'll give David Mitchell a lovely bath, get him all like so he's a bit warm like a baby, then put talc on him and then just cuddle him. Yes. Not in we're a senior way. Sorry. <laughs> I do apologise. I thought we were at home now in our mansion. Right, okay then. Oh, you didn't thank me.
Well done. What do you want? Thanks off the way. Rosette. Well, you'll get something. You will be rewarded for your contributions, perhaps in the next life. Thank you very much, Matt Morgan. Thank you, all of you. Remember, be suspicious. Oh, let's let David Icke uh, introduce the news. He's good at it. Don't put the music in until David Icke has finished. David Icke, uh, would you like to throw the news? Where's our special bit of newspaper? That's confusing. All right, let's just let David Icke improvise it. He won't do anything mad. Go on then, David Icke. The news is coming up now. Okay, this is uh, Radio 2. The end of this two hours of madness. We now go into a few minutes of madness, which is the version of events in the world that the establishment want us to believe. That is some news. David Icke, everyone! Woo! 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 Woo